Welcome back to another episode of the Whatever You Want to Call It podcast with your host, me, Marquise Nash. Today's episode, of course, like I said before, last week, well, not actually last week, was it last week? Yeah, it was like this week, actually, the last episode. Um, we are going to talk about the Boston Celtics and Will Chamberlain. We're going to talk about what I was, yeah, I ended on the Boston Celtics and Will Chamberlain, how great he was. So, uh, speaking of how great he was, Man, this man was so great. You already know what I already I talked about last week. He was a rebounding champion. I mean, at one point in time, he he had 51 rebounds against the Syracuse Nationals, which was awesome on his own. I mean, it and it actually it was it was crazy because he did it in the 59-60 season. After he got that, they was they were yeah for 59 and 16 at the time. The Celtics were 59 and 16. The Celtics were way better than the like Will Chamberlain and his team in the, in the Philadelphia 76ers. That was after one point in time he did that, and he set the NBA Finals record with 40 rebounds in Game Two against uh, who was he? Who did they play? I don't know who they played, but they had four. He had a uh, who did they play? The Warriors actually. They set the NBA record, and then he broke the record right after that again. So it was really stupid. It was like. It was like, bruh. And then at one point in time, the Celtics had ran off 17 straight victories during this whole season, which is even crazy on his own. I mean, like I said, Will Chamberlain did what he needs to do. I mean, he balled out, but I know like everything happens for a reason. Will Chamberlain did what he needs to do. Will Chamberlain scored, and they probably went off. I can imagine now them going off, going back and forth. But eventually, uh, Will Chamberlain won. So, but before all of that happened, before all the, before he even got, well, we didn't know that Will Chamberlain got there and Will Chamberlain did what he needs to do and Will Chamberlain became Bill Russell's all-time, long-time rival. But even before all of that happened, people were already saying Will Chamberlain was going to be the greatest. They was already saying, it's kind of like how Giannis is now, when they kind of like, he's going to take the crown and Will Chamberlain was like, nah. No, Will, Will Chamberlain was going to take the crown from, Bill Russell, but then it was like, nah. The Bill Russell's like, nah. You ain't gonna take it. You, you stay, stay right there, young buck. Like, you, you good, but you're not better than me. So it was kind of like that thing where like people was already underestimating Will Chamberlain and saying like he's not, he's he's fell off. I can imagine now, but with the media, we don't got the media now. But imagine if we had the media how it is now, like how they did it for like how they, how it would have been for like Bill Russell. Like people are, I can bet you anybody people would be saying, oh yeah. He finna lose that title. He finna lose, and then Will Chamberlain like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not. So, I mean, for me, yeah, I that's I, that's all I can really say about Will Chamberlain because I have so much to say about him. But if you want to know more about him, just look it up, man. It's it's a lot to look up. I mean, it's a lot to talk about Will Chamberlain. But I I want to talk about it was today's episode. It was a lot of stuff that happened uh, yesterday. Really, <laughs> that was like wow. And this week that was like wow, but um, it gave me a wow factor. Um, did y'all see the Anthony Edwards dunk? I mean, I don't know the guy who on the Raptors that got dunked on, but y'all know for a fact he's gonna remember. He's most definitely you gonna know his name because you are gonna have to know his name because 
that man, his, I mean, I know for a simple fact, his ancestors felt that dunk. I mean, that dunk was so nasty. Like, his ancestors felt that dunk. I mean, I, it was one of them things where you was like, you acted like a baby on him when he he got dunked on. Why he do he like that? Like, it was just like, it was like, it, it felt hard. I was like, dang, like, why you have to do that to them? Like, you, I mean, and first of all, it was like a business decision for that dude that got dunked on. It was like, dude, you could have just moved out of the way. And you, you saw Anthony Edwards, Anthony Edwards coming like that. You was like, okay, you should just move out of the way. But you want to play defense, and I mean, it, and you got dunked on. I mean, it's, it's like one of them dunks. It was just like, bruh. It was like, bruh, bruh. It, it it made me think like okay bro what what are you doing like what are you doing here like what why was you trying to contest this, that shot it wasn't like I, I can say if you want out think about this when you get a dunk like that that means that person it was they wasn't thinking right they wasn't thinking straight you gotta check him check him in a mental health uh, uh a mental health like something like he, he he gotta check his mental health because after that kind of dunk you know I mean you gotta check his mental you gotta check you got drug test at the Edwards you got drug test because you're like you shouldn't be doing it. Like it's, these these NBA players nowadays, especially these young cats. It's just, and I'm saying young cat, and I'm young as hell. I'm 25, so it's like what the hell I'm saying, young cat. But these young dudes in the NBA now, they, they just they man, they they different. They build different, man. They build in labs. I mean, I mean, specifically Zion Williamson. It's just he's like an oversized Charles Barkley. It's like if Charles Barkley said, oh, "Yeah, I want to gain a little bit more weight, like and be more and still be athletic." Like that's 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 Charles that's Zion Wilson right now. I mean Zion Wilson is just he he's 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 gonna be the the face of the league. Like in the like next I'll say next ten years, five to ten years, he's gonna be the face of the league. I mean when LeBron leaves and say I want I'm gone I'm out I'm out of five thousand. I mean he's gone he's on going on and he's he's out of the out of the league. This is Zion Williamson league, bro. Like he he just needs to. The team, the Pelicans need to build a team around them. I mean, they got a nice team around them with Lonzo Ball and Eric Bledsoe and all these guys and J.J. Reddy. I don't know if J.J. Reddy going to be still be there, but they got guy on oh, Brandon Ingram, B.I. So, they, I mean, they, well, they got all them players around them. So, he should be he should be good. He should. They should be. Obviously, they contender right now, obviously, because they still don't. And he still needs to learn how to uh, win games, how to uh, beat teams. Uh, First of all, how to even just play as a team? And crazy thing is, they play as a team this year, but just to play in a, as a team in the playoffs, figure out that identities. Because I still look, they still don't really have. They have identity, but somewhat like they don't really. You really don't. But like, usually, you have something that you can go off of for some teams. You go, okay, this team is known for this, or this team is known for that. So you kind of know what their identity is. The Pelicans, where you can, you can't, you can say it, but you want, do you really believe it? Like, do you really believe that that's their identity? So it is like I said, you got to worry. I think the next five years is going to tell tell you what you can know, what you need to know about the Pelicans in the Zion Williamson situation. What do they feel about it? Because if the next couple of years they say, okay, man, you got to lose some weight, or they say, okay, bro, we finna build a team around you, or Brandon Ingham gone, or or uh, Eric Blesso gone, or or JJ Reddick gone, or somebody leaves that's important to the team. You okay? They go in a different direction or whatever. But um, yeah. So I, like I said it before, it's just something that you got to think about though. But with Zion Williamson, his I don't think you got to really worry about his weight per se. I think it's just 
as long as it's like after the season, you really gonna have to just monitor him because just because he's young and you don't want him to be like every athlete that gains a whole bunch of weight and then doesn't really doesn't really kind of like check. You get, you just basically, you need to check up on him. And I, I don't want to be that person like, oh yeah, check him on. Like he's grown, he should be able to do it his own, do it on his own. And I mean, if he's committed to the game, like he say he is, or how passionate passionate he is, he he's gonna do what he needs to do to stay in the league. So I mean, that's what I gotta say about that situation, the Pelicans situation. That's what I want to talk about too. And I want to talk about just over the, the NBA situation right now with um, because Draymond Green spoke about something. Like a, a couple, it was like this week though. He spoke on how free. You know how it is with trades when players go say, "Okay, I want to leave." I, they demand a trade, and everybody in the media kind of like it's a firestorm. What it means, like, oh, he's not a team player, or the coaches gotta get mad, or the owners get mad and say, "Oh, he's not a team player. He's a distraction and all this stuff." And people get mad at it, but then when the owners do it, and the owners say, "Okay, we're not gonna let you. We're not gonna play you." At all, we're not gonna play you because until we figure out what we want to do with you, we're not gonna play you because we we want to get rid of you. And it's like ain't nobody really saying nothing about it. Everybody's like, oh, well, it's just it's a part of the game, and that, and it's that double standard people talk about how the owners can do some dumb shit or the owners can do some shit, and it's like, oh, well, we ain't gonna really say nothing about it. But then when the players say something and voice their opinion, which is their league, which I don't, it's crazy to say. That oh, well, this is their league, but they can't. They don't have their say so. What, especially if you're a franchise player, especially if you're a franchise player like LeBron or Giannis or AD or Zaire Williamson or or some of these guys or Luca, they should have their say so and what they need, to, what they want to happen. And that's crazy to even speak on to say that. And the crazy thing is, I would have thought the NBA would have been more like to be more. Uh, uh, not advertised. I was not advertised. They would be more advanced and knowing this. I mean, the NFL, they still got to need work a little bit because we even saw all this stuff that's happened with Deshaun Watson want to get traded and they not trying to trade them. I really feel like they did not. They don't got nobody to. They don't got no good deal yet. That's where I think that's what true the truth about the Deshaun Watson situation. But um, yeah, it's just I feel like to me. It's just it's just ridiculous to think that it's a double standard. I mean, it's ridiculous that you to think that it's not a double standard. It's always been a double standard in the NBA. Like players get this flack for being said, okay, I want to leave. I was one. I can say this for a fact. I was one of the people that was mad at KD. I'm not KD at LeBron for leaving. I'm like, man, why did he leave? Like he supposed to do this for the team and all this stuff. He said all this stuff and he left. I was one of the people. I can admit that I was one of the people that said that. But at the same time, I realize now it was his fucking opinion. It was here where he wanted to go. It was his fucking opinion. Say, okay, I want to go here. I because my team or these owners, uh, what's the name, David Griffin and the coaching weren't doing what they supposed to. So I said, okay, peace out. I'm gonna go win the two championships in Miami. So and before end, they said not one, not two, not three, not six, not three, not four, and six. I mean, that was kind of a reach, but I mean, it's whatever. But um. Like it, they really could have probably won six if they really wanted to be committed like that. Like, I, and they probably were committed, but I think LeBron wanted to win it one just for Cleveland. But um, yeah, it just for me, it just felt like it was like okay, LeBron was just saying basically, like, bro. After he did that, kind of that's when kind of 
the players started it, the NBA started changing a little bit. The players actually started getting a little bit more power and say, okay, this is where I want to go, and this this is why I want to go here. So I, I, I after that kind of happened, that's really when the NBA kind of changed for the good, and uh, that's when I kind of felt like, okay, bro, this is why I love the NBA because players get to have their own say so. And now it's like you you really have to play, like you really have to play like a in honesty a mind game with the players or the oh now the owners have to really do something instead of giving instead of doing dumb shit like not getting that right player. It's like for example when I talk about Aaron Rodgers and I you know people know probably know I'm a Packers fan and how I be pissed at some of these associations, especially the Packers Association. When you have a franchise transcendent quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. Why in the hell are you not getting him a receiver? Why in the hell are you wasting his time? And you guys say, well, why? he's not that great. But well, most people are. He's not that great. He's a fucking three-time MVP. Greatness or whatever. That's uh, You can't be a three-time MVP if you're not great enough, if you're not that great. This man is a three-time MVP. You might say, okay, he only won one, one Super Bowl. Yeah, and the Super Bowl that he could have won, or the Super, not the Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl chance he could have had, his defense gave up almost 30 plus, or well, almost did. They did give up 30 plus points every time to get even get the. So it's like, no matter how great you are, imagine if Tom Brady, if people, if people talk about Tom Brady's a go over Aaron Rodgers, yeah, yeah, whatever. But his defense has never gave up 30 points, 30 plus points in their, in their, in their, when they win, when they won games. Most of the time when Tom Brady went to the Super Bowl, but I probably ten, nine out of ten. Well, I say nine. I probably say uh, out of the ten times he went, I probably say seven. Out, the most, the five out of the ten times he went, probably most of the time, five out of them five out of the ten times he went, five out of five of them, five of them, he had probably a top ten defense, top ten or top five defense. Like do you are you not going to tell me nothing, nothing different? Five out of the ten times Tom Brady went to the Super Bowl, he probably had a top five or top ten defense. So for me, it's like he must have well, Aaron Rodgers did. Yeah, he did, but they were fluky. So I mean, it, they need to be better in the playoffs. So for me, it was just like I. That's why I get pissed at sometimes some of these owners. Some of these owners don't know what the hell they're doing. They really don't. Some of these owners are just rich white white men, which it's hard 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 to say, and it's, it's I people don't want to say it. Because they like, oh, I don't want to step on toes, but shit, I don't give a fuck. I mean, I don't give, I don't care. I'm sorry, I ain't gonna say the other word, but I don't give, I don't care. I, I don't really care about voters and what they feel about me because they probably don't know me. They don't know me, and they probably don't know some of these players. That's why they doing dumb stuff. So I, I, I don't really care about stepping on toes and making people mad. I don't really care because that's the point of this podcast is to expose the truth, and the truth is. Some of these owners are these these white owners don't know what they're doing. They don't. They don't know their players. They you think are they supposed to know their players? It's only a few in the NBA. It's only a slim few in the NBA that know their players that are. You could say you know how people say, oh, he's a players coach or that that's a coach that's a players coach right there. Like some of these owners are not a players owner. They they're not friendly. To, I mean, they're interested in friendly. They can say hi or, or hi or whatever, but I'm just saying understanding the players' plight. And, and I, some of these owners don't understand that. Some of these owners don't understand. Some of these guys are uh, most of these guys are trying to get paid. 
And they, in order to get paid, they need they demand certain things. Okay, I and sometimes it's simple as, okay, bro, I can I will possibly stay. Like for example, some LeBron probably would have stayed if he would have said, okay, the David Griffin would have said, okay, okay, we gonna give you this, we gonna give you that, which they did the second round, the second time around when LeBron came back, they were like, okay, we gonna give you this, we gonna give you this, we gonna give you this, we gonna give you this. Okay, this is your team. Okay. You need this. You're gonna need this. Uh, uh, this to help your team or whatever. So for me, it was just like, okay, bro. Like it. Uh, that's what LeBron was trying to get in people's head. It's like, okay, bro. I'm not just leaving just because I want to leave. I'm leaving because they put me in a bad situation, and you're not for the corner me and say, okay, you, I'm gonna put you in the corner and say, now you do it. Now you do this. You play. Now you go win us a championship, and you put me. In, you put me in the corner with no help. It's like, okay, now you go win a championship because you're supposedly. You're supposedly supposed to be the greatest player of all time or one of the greatest players of all time. So you go with us to championship. And that's the same thing what they do with Aaron Rodgers is, okay, you go out, and I'm sorry to bring up about Aaron Rodgers, but I've been already, they already been talking about Packers stuff. And speaking of Packers and what's going on, the Packers then cut, uh, Rick Wagner and Christian Kirksey, 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 it's Kirksey, Kirksey. That's what his name is. Christian Kirksey and Rick Wagner, the two veterans that had both had two, Two year deals that have freed up ten I think ten point three three five million dollars of cap uh dead cap. So that's gonna really help the Packers with trying to get uh, uh what's his name? JJ Watt. So uh, it feels like the Packers are trying to get him, but I just how I'm like one of the people where I'm kind of I'm I'm ready for sorrow. Not sorrow, but I'm ready to for the Packers to fail. And it it sounds weird, but I'm ready for the Packers to say, okay, I'm not trying to get my hopes up too high because the Packers always mess me up with that. They they make you feel like okay, they finna do something and they just don't do it at all. They just pick somebody random. You're like, bro, what? Why are you picking him for? And it just you gotta kind of understand it. You gotta kind of you gotta kind of wait for it. And then of course it's like, bro, you could you could have picked the obvious. And the obvious the reason what made me mad was like not made me mad, but made me kind of fresh. I'm like, I remember years ago. It was the year like two three years ago. The Packers had a chance to get Khalil Mack. And we know how Club Mac is destructive and he kinda he's awesome or whatever. And we was literally very close to getting Club Mac. Very close. Like well, I think the Chicago Bears was was gonna sign him for five but sign signed him for five years and we were gonna sign him for four and he ended up signing with the Bears, which is but where I think now he's I think he's regretting now, but I think man, imagine if we would have Club Mac with the team, especially with the team we had now. We probably would have won a Super Bowl, most likely. We probably would have won like two or three by now. But it's just, it just, I don't know, man. It's, it's really crazy. But speak, going back to the Draymond Green situation, and people are so mad at Draymond Green for this. Oh, he can't say nothing. He has a right. He has two championships, what two or three championships, so he has a right to say whatever he, whoever the hell he wants to say. And I, I that's just me. I just feel like it just, it makes, it makes no sense to say that, like. Oh, the owners they can just they, they're the owners, so they got the right to do no they don't. But it's it's crazy that it, it's a double standard because you would think it would be equal, but it's not it's not. It every nothing nothing in life is it's like, oh, it's equal. It's always something that somebody else can do more than the other person. So it's just, it's just, it's always gonna be like that. I don't think it's gonna change. I think it's always gonna be like the where the players gonna get people are gonna always like get mad at the player for like if they leave. But it, but then when the owners do it, it's like, oh, well, it, it's just a business decision. 
But most people are starting to get wise up to it. Like, they're starting to say, okay, bro, this is wrong. Okay, why are you doing this? Like, especially, specifically the Cowboys. The Cowboys are one of them teams. I, I, I don't like bringing up the Cowboys because I am a football fan. But the owner of Jerry Jones, I mean, what are you still here for? I'm sorry. What are you still here for? You're here just to be irritated. He's like almost like, uh, what's his name? The new for the Knicks. He's the coach. Oh, Phil Jackson. He's kind of like Phil Jackson. He knows he's doing terrible, but he's just like, okay, I'm just going to st stick it out because I'm going to be irritating. And he's he's doing that right now. He's being irritating. <laughs> Speaking of being irritating, the Brooklyn Nets are balling right now. I mean, they're balling. Like, they, oh, they're on a different level right now than everybody. And they just beat the Lakers. I mean, they tapped the Lakers. It was a, it looks like it was the score was civil, but I mean, it was still, they, they still beat them up pretty bad. But I'm not going to give the, the Nets credit now. They might say, why, man? Why you not going to give them credit? Why you not? Because Brooklyn fans might get pissed at me or New York fans might get mad at me. Like, oh, why you just hate you a Bucks fan? You No, I'm just telling the truth. I want to see this in a playoff because this I want to see all this in the playoff. I want to see all this energy that we given in the playoff because the main reason why James Harden has been successful in Houston and the main reason why Kyrie hasn't been successful without LeBron is because in the playoffs, they fail. In the playoffs, they kind of fall short a little bit. The last time the last time we heard of James Harden in the playoffs, he flunked. He sucked. He sucked really bad. The last time we saw, uh, what's his name, Kyrie Irving in the playoffs, he sucked really bad. So it just, for me, it's like when we think about it and how, like, how, why we, why, 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 do, why do I talk about the Brooklyn Nets so bad? I don't want to talk about them that bad. I think they're a great team and they built really good. But at the end of the day, I'm you're not gonna tell me that, oh man, they go out because most people's argument is, okay, well, they they have they can outscore a lot of people. They're gonna score a whole bunch of points, so that's gonna be like a the thing. No, so you're expecting every game of the playoffs to for them to outscore two the two other what, three other teams to get to the playoffs, to get to the uh, finals, I think three or four teams. To get to the finals, you go, you're expecting them to outscore four teams four straight times? No, I don't think that's happening. To for you to outscore them all multiple times, eventually you're gonna miss some shots. It just it, it's just with the NBA, you're gonna miss some shots. And for me, when you miss them shots and you and they rebound because you're gonna get out rebounded most likely, and unless you go out to like a Andre Drummond or somebody else, unless you go out to somebody else. You're gonna get out rebound every game, no matter if you got Katie in there at playing center, playing center. You gonna have because he's a permanent player, so he's not gonna be in the paint most of the time. You're not. You're gonna get out rebounded, and you're gonna get out probably outworked. I'm not gonna outwork because I don't think they're gonna get outworked and outplayed. But they're gonna get out rebounded most of the time. They're not great defensively at all. I mean, even though they have uh, what's his name, Jeff Green, he's a good defender. James Harden is a substantial like he's. He's a decent defender. He can play defense if he when he wants to. And Isaiah Kyrie, Kyrie can play defense when he wants to, but they're not locked down defenders. They're not going to lock somebody down. So for me, it's like you're expecting me to say, okay, they're going to outscore everybody. No, that's not, and that's impossible to do it to, for that to happen. But if you're the Brooklyn Nets or a Brooklyn Nets fan, prove it to me. That's all I'm going to tell say today for me about the Brooklyn Nets. Prove it to me. Make me a believer. Make me believe that you're going to do it. By doing it, by and that's for me, that's by doing it and make me a believer. And speaking about making somebody a believer, 
Uh, great segue by that, by the way. But making a believer, uh, you y'all see Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz has gotten traded to the Colts for I think. Well, let me check. Let me check my research. My which is basically my phone. Looking up on my phone, the Eagles traded Carson Wentz to the Colts for a third round, a 2021 third round pick and a 2022 conditional second round pick. Uh, so for me, it's just basically I mean they were trying to get him out there. They were trying to get him out there quick and easy. They that's how you know they didn't want him there because they just trying to trade him for pick. When you trade somebody for just a pick and not because usually when people get traded, they trade him for like another person and then some picks or something like that. They just got straight up picks. They just like okay, we just trying to get rid of this nigga right now. Like it's that, that's that's all it was. It was just like they was just trying to get rid of him. Like bro, let's get rid of this motherfucker. Like I I hate the dude. Like they was just that's all they were trying to do. They were just trying to get rid of that dude. Like, bro, we just got to get rid of you, bro. Like, it, that's all it was. And I, I, when I was researching, I saw this little thing on ESPN. They was, it was a little a little guy. Like, he had a little arm, like a little uh, broken arm sleeve thing. And he was saying, like, he had, like, an emotional thing. Uh, I got Carson, Carson Wentz. He broke the news that Carson Wentz said, right, uh, retired. Not retired. He, uh, well, he should have retired. No, I'm playing. But um, <laughs> I ain't, I ain't going to risk nothing on him. But, um. Like he, that the guy was emotional, or whatever about like you now he can't wear a Carson Wentz shirt. He can probably still wear it, but it's gonna you're gonna look stupid. That's all it is. It's not saying not not saying I'm the little boy, but you're just gonna look stupid. You can still wear it because you got some people that still wear Brett Favre jerseys. And that motherfucker retired already. That motherfucker been retired for four, but ten almost ten years now, and the people still wear Brett Favre jerseys. So you can still wear it. It's just gonna look stupid or wearing it. Like now you gonna look stupid, but it's gonna be you gonna. Bro, like, ain't he got traded? Didn't he get traded? Like, people just gonna be look, people just gonna, people just gonna be looking at you stupid. This, that's all it is. It ain't really nothing. But, but people wear stupid stuff nowadays. They wear, they wear stupid stuff nowadays. Like wearing old school jerseys and the players retired. And it's like, bro, I mean, I get it because it's like, especially if it's a Hall of Famer. You, I, I get why people wear it, but it's like, what's the point? I mean, it's like you, you're like almost not inventing, but you're kind of like envisioning the old, good old, so called good old days. Which for some players is like okay, good old days. Just mean I was I was more hurt. Like it wasn't really good old days or whatever. But um, yeah. And uh, speaking of good old days and speaking of good and bad and all this stuff, uh, did y'all to see the um? Yeah, I, I know y'all were talking about the dunk. Like man, that was probably one of the best like in game dunks, including that one dunk that uh, what's his name? Oh God, Vince Carter did against and USA Basketball. That was a good dunk. Uh, Giannis did one in in game. What he did against uh, what's the name? Oh God, it was against the Knicks too. Frit. But y'all know y'all y'all probably knew what I'm talking about. Uh, what's his name? His father played in the NBA too. I forgot his name. Glenn and not Glenn Robinson. It was the other dude. Oh, I forgot. Oh, uh, whatever. But he played for Dallas now too. Crazy thing is, I don't know what's his name. What's his name? I gotta look it up on my research department. What's his name? Oh godly, whatever. I don't know what his name is, but that's probably that's probably one of my best dunks too. LeBron's dunks is always good in game. I mean, that's just it, what it is. LeBron, LeBron's, Giannis's dunks most of the time are good in in game dunks. But man, Anthony Anthony Edwards put that boy on our cup. like a, like he, officially that's a poster. Like that's a poster. Like you gonna see nuts in the face on that poster. I mean, that's what you call a business decision. Which he failed at. I mean, the guy I don't even go to go to the guy's name on the Raptors, but I know people are gonna know his name now. Like that's one of the iconic plays ever. Like just the most iconic plays ever. It was like 
it's up there. Yeah, I ain't gonna say it's up there with like the Mike crossing over that guy in Utah. I don't know his your name, but crossing the guy up in Utah for the final NBA championship. You got uh Allen Iverson stepping over Lou Williams, not Lou Williams, Tawa Teron Lou on the Lakers after he crossed him over and made him fall. I mean, got that one. What else you got? You got uh you got a couple of them, but yeah, bro, it's it's up there, bro. It's Anthony Edwards is up there, bro. He uh, he up there with the the greatest, but man, bro, that was a a, a major rack attack. I mean, that was just like, bro, you ain't got, you 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 even had to do that to them. Like now that boy gonna be yeah, gonna nine my nightmares about you dunking on him. He gonna be mad. Hopefully he don't have kids, but he got a family though. But hopefully he don't have kids. Now his kids gotta see his dad getting dunked on. But I mean, it's whatever. But man. That was I, I'm not gonna get dunked on like that. I gotta file you or something, bro. If I know you finna jump up the high, I'm finna file the hell out of you. I'm sorry. I'm not finna just let you dunk on me and put me on a poster. Like I, I didn't know. I'm not doing that. I'm not. Speaking of doing, the Milwaukee Bucks were doing a lot of uh, bad things like before this win yesterday against the Thunder. I mean, they played pretty well, but they they struggled a little bit. Like I sort of uh, like they they were like a little soft. They soft, but they were. Kind of off, primarily. I'll probably say the first quarter, and then kind of start getting, getting, uh, getting where they need to be. Uh, the end of the uh, second quarter. But I mean, it's just it, it's still they still work in progress. Of course, I think Drew Holiday is a big uh reason why they were struggling. I think they they have a, a a nice slot where they can win a couple games. They they don't really have a great like they don't have a lot of good teams to play right now. They're, only team they have like the kid they got the Kings on Sunday. That's a winnable game. I mean, Deron, Darren Fox, he's good, but he's not LeBron or nothing like that. I mean, or whatever. So you got a good. They got Memphis, I think, right after that. They got the Clippers in this this lineup too, and this uh schedule for the next couple uh weeks until before the All Star. So they have a nice slot where they can win a winnable game where they can go on a, a nice winning streak. And they can go back to win their winning ways. It's so weird because they we would never thought like we know they used to have five game winning streaks, but it's like we've been so dominant in the last two years where we're not even used to like five games, like losing five games in a row. Like we're so used to winning so much. Like we're it's like bro, it's something weird or it's like abnormal to see somebody not winning. And speaking of not abnormal, it just uh did y'all hear about the Joe Bar Boheim or Barheim? I don't know his name. Jim Boheim or whatever his name is. I don't know what coach he's from. He's a commentator. He was talking about Jalen Johnson not playing for opting out of the, uh, the Duke to not play for uh not not play for Duke. Like I was just it just seemed like some of these commentators that just have so much freedom to say whatever the hell they want to. So I'm gonna say what the whatever the hell I want to. Now, I don't say and think about it, when I say whatever the hell I want to, I'll be right most of the time. Or I'll be factual. Some of these play all commentators are not factual at all. Some of these comedies are just saying stuff uh, just because they feel like, oh man, this is a bad decision. Because the because sometimes it feels like they're in a sense it feels like they care about the player, but at the same time they seem like they're just out for money. Which I always had a big problem with the NCAA, and I always had a problem with them just not paying some of these players, especially football players, because they're because they're they're the ones that's on the line. And it matters. It don't matter. If you're a great coach or not, Nick Saban wouldn't be Nick Saban. Nick Saban wouldn't be winning these championships if these players weren't playing well. So for me, it's just like to say that, to say and to say it in that lens, 
And I, I, I'm, I'm going to share the link on my Twitter and my Instagram and my Facebook, and I'm going to see what y'all feel about it. But, man, it's just, it just felt like Joe Bohheim, it was just like, what were you talking about? And basically, in, in my own words, he was basically saying, like, oh, he should leave, and they were better without him. He's a standy player, but dude averaged five or six. So how the hell is he a standy player, or he's he's not for a team? And first of all, before even you talk about his his character, because what they that which that was you're basically calling him out his character by saying he oh he's he's pretty ego like not egotistic, but he's standy. He's not standy. You sound like a little kid when I say standy, but um standy means he's not <laughs> he's don't share. That's basically what it means. But um. Uh, he's he doesn't share the ball or nothing like that, and they've been playing well, well because they too beat they beat uh I think Wake Forest and some other team, and they're doing better without him. It's like, bro, shut up, please shut up. This is sometimes it's like some one of the things you just gotta say, shut up, please shut the hell up. Like it just shut the hell up. Like it's just one of the times where you you as a as a player, it, I be feeling like they just have a say so and say, please shut the hell up. Like it's just because it was just it, first of all it made no sense because he consulted his parents and his mother. Some of these players are tired of just playing basketball. And he, first of all, he has an injury. So he feels like, okay, I gotta, first of all, you got to quarantine anyway just to get in the NBA now, especially with COVID-19. So you might as well do it. So it's just like, for me, it's like, what are you, what were you talking about to say that, oh, he shouldn't, he should have kept playing in the season. But we will, the only time will tell if that was a great decision or not for him. But for me, it's, it's up to him. If he wants to, Opt out of the season to get better and to get ready for the draft. That's his fucking. It's that's his 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 opinion. That's his his right to do it. So for me, it's just like don't don't get mad at him. And say oh he should teach him to opt it out or that was good for Duke because Duke now is gonna they have the release now they they can do better like like he was the reason why they were losing. The reason why they were losing is because of coaching. It wasn't because of players. It was because of coaching. Let's stop it. Let's stop this. This is, this is malarkey. So, for me, I want to get on that topic because it was it really pissed me off when it was. I was like, bro, like you're stupid. It was really stupid. But um, y'all, I would you can see me if you want to uh not see me, but if you want to listen to the podcast, because I know you you're probably listening to it probably from uh via probably your phone or tablet or whatever. You can go to my or if you want a person that you want to ask a person or a person might ask you like what what do you listen to that podcast you can tell them you can listen to the podcast the whatever you want to call a podcast uh you can listen to it too on apple podcast or apple music you can listen to it or on stitcher or you can listen to it on spotify it really matter to me i love it either way or if you like a person that you like to you like to talk you like to type you got twitter fingers um you got twitter yeah you got twitter fingers um um your body about a uh, singing nigga okay sorry i'm sorry I just I just thought of this song and I was ever since I said Twitter fingers I thought of the song but it's whatever but um uh yeah I just keep on seeing every time I see Twitter fingers I hear that little other phrase getting body by a singing nigga it just it just that Drake thing that Drake verse kind of killed it but um uh for me it was just like, yeah that Drake that Drake Meek Mills thing was kind of like it was like awesome because it was like he made a whole album off of that this song but um yeah so it was just like for me yeah so. Like I said before, if you're going, if you want to like type or whatever, you like I said, you got Twitter fingers. Um, you can go to my Twitter at Marquise ninety five Sports. Marquise is spelled M A R K E S E ninety five Sports. It's all together. 
And that's the same, that's the same for my Instagram, Marquise, M-A-R-K-E-S-E, 95 Sports. It's all together. And then, or if you don't want to go to my Facebook page, you can go to the whatever you want to call a Facebook page. And once you go there, you can, you can, uh, message me, direct message me or whatever. So for me, that's all I got to say to, for this episode, but I will see you guys next episode when we talk about more about sports and the controversy around and around and in and out of sports. See y'all next episode. Peace.